Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1271, air date July 21st. 2023 he promoted the the jab as well, the well, you know, well, actually actually i think you know the way i like to have this discussion viva so people learn this is not about individuals okay trump or kennedy there will be many of these people i just want to give a let me just give a one minute overview and then talk about it in that context okay is that is that all right because oh, yeah. Yeah. no sorry it's just i'm just because without that context what's going to happen is People will just see this. Oh, this guy is just running for president. He doesn't like these people. That's not what it is. So, well, so everyone- actually, if I may, if I may stop you, they're going to say you're running for president because it's good for business. Uh, I don't want to pry into financials, uh, whether or not I, I presume. And I, what I don't mean know. It's maybe, good I don't for know. business. What are you well, talking it's, about? Well, it's you, you have you have like a you have a uh, you have your the truth freedom uh, enterprise. It's like, not it's exactly good. negative for business. Uh, okay, so I, I take that in a very you know don't take it the wrong way. Personally, it's insulting if you go look no, at my history. Well, I, no, well, you go that's why my that's history. We ran against Elizabeth Warren here in Massachusetts. It was our Senate run which exposed Fauci, the censorship portal, etc. People do not think a guy. I, and you go back to 1981. I, I led the biggest protests in the United States across the Mass Ave Bridge when apartheid was taking place. And I grew up in an apartheid system in India. So. People haven't seen a real fighter like me, Viva. I'm not a fucking guy who comes from top down. So let's get this clear. No, no, let me finish. Let me finish. Because I take that fucking personally. Okay? No, no. Let me just say this. I take that very... No, no, let me finish. Okay? Because it's really annoying when you said that. Don't take it personally, but I have to say that. If you go to MIT, I didn't even know about MIT until two weeks before I applied. Because... No one told me I was a number one student in an all white high school, all white Jewish high school predominantly. Number one student out of 900 kids. No one told me about MIT. My mom had helped two homeless women. One of them had a boyfriend who said, oh, you should go to this place called MIT. Remember, aced every class, number one student. So I applied to MIT with a pencil because I, I, you know, I just to make this guy feel happy. I get into MIT and I think these people are crazy. They look like freaking nuts. So I decide not to go. My physics teacher then says, oh, you should go because you like Boston. When I, the day I landed in MIT, front page, it said this guy invented the first email system. But you know what? I was interested in systems. So I started the first newspaper on MIT, attacking the MIT establishment because they were, well, there was only 25% women, blacks and minorities were failing at MIT. And I began a very powerful radical newspaper we mobilized the food service workers to get a better age. This is 18 years old. MIT had investments in South Africa. And you can go look at all of this. It's all on the web. And then during my PhD graduation, I was a guy who mobilized the U.S. out of Iraq war. 20,000 people in the audience getting my PhD. Half of them booed me. And the other half gave me a standing ovation. When I went back to India for a two-year stint, I was appointed by the Prime Minister of India to run the largest innovation center in India. And I had a beautiful bungalow appointed and I exposed all the corruption in India under death threats. I had to leave India on a third class train back to Nepal and here. All right. So I've been a fucking fighter because I never forgot my poor grandparents who had no shoes, who lived in huts. And I never forgot those working class people. And I had been offered many ways to get compromised. So don't fucking say I'm doing this for business. When I decided to run against Elizabeth Warren, it was because what I noticed with the lack of integrity, 
I had just, my stuff about the invention of email had gone into the Smithsonian, this huge, and I never wanted publicity for it. Huge uproar came calling me a curry stain Indian who should be beaten and hanged, calling me a fraud, all these kind of things. And we won a major case against Gawker. We put them out of business. All right. That's when I realized a level of lack of integrity among academics. And I never believed in electoral politics ever. I was always a ground activist. I never even voted. And when Trump ran, I said, OK, he has enough anti-establishment stuff. We put up around 2000 signs for him in the bitter cold. Politicians don't do that. OK, I'm an activist and I happen to be a pretty smart engineer and scientist who's made my own way, earned everything I have. I'm not a Kennedy who dropped out of fucking school and his mom and papa got him to Harvard. So truth, freedom and health is me and a movement. You want anything for free, we give it away for free. People can't afford it. So don't even bring that up. That's what fucking Kennedy does. Children's Health Defense Fund is his fucking boondoggle. This is my uh, life, now, uh, okay? And I, I, I just want to... So running for uh, president is about giving people a real option. This is not a fucking business. Okay, now, ju just, just to make sure we're clear, the question I was asking was not as an accusatory one as an affirmation coming from my end. No, I'm running it is, to it win. Is, we're running to is, win. We're running well, to no, win, but, Viva, and we're building a no, but hold on. No, no, understood. But you know, the, the first thing is on the internet, you know, the accusations of grifting, it's the number one thing. I, I don't want to ask if you have- if No, you why, don't you ask, why, why do you guys, why do you and Barnes support Kennedy? Oh, I, I don't support Kennedy. No, but Barnes is out there sucking up, to his, sucking up to Kennedy all day. Well, he-, he here, I, I, I won't answer for Barnes, but I'll at least offer my explanation for yeah, the support. I mean, is people are going to look at you, Dr. Shiva, and, and don't take this personally. They're going to say, and rightly so, you have no chance, zero chance. You are, and, I, and I've lived with these arguments. You're the Maxime Bernier of American politics. All you're going to do is create strife among the right. We need to elect Trump or Bobby to be yeah, yeah. So that's, established. Let's, 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 let's talk about that. So let's talk about that in the large arc. Okay, let's get, now you're asking a very important question, okay? Let's look at, and let's be very factual, how was change from the time of slaves, from the time of Pharaoh, from the time people have been trying to change the world? Change has always occurred, not top down. Fundamental change has always occurred bottoms up and politicians came in much later. So let's go back to a very important time in American world history that people have forgotten, the 19, late 1800s, 1920s. And if people haven't studied that, let me give you the synopsis of it. That was a time of revolutionary change throughout the world. We were going from the agrarian society to the industrial society. In America, Viva, four American workers were hanged for fighting for the eight-hour workday in 1886 in the Haymarket riots. Okay, four American workers. In commemoration of those four American workers, every worker in the world commemorated that as May Day. You may know this, it's celebrated in, in Canada, it's celebrated all over the world, except in the United States, it got wiped out. But it was a time of the great upheaval. And by the 19, early 1900s, women led many of these movements. And these movements, same thing was occurring in India. There was a bottoms up movement to um, throw out the British in a revolutionary way. Same thing with the Bolshevik revolution, if you look at it, Russian workers against the Tsar, it was occurring everywhere. It was a very, it was a zeitgeist of the time. One of the key features of that was it was everyday people coming bottoms up. It wasn't the Democrats or the Republicans. Now, those movements explosively grew. There's a wonderful picture in Times Square, and it's, um, uh, it's blacks and whites, millions of people in massive protests. Those movements, Viva, are what put the fear of God into the elites. They were bottoms up. They were uncontrollable. 
They weren't run by the Kennedys. They weren't run by the Trumps. It was small, well, decentralized. Let me pause it there. I agree with everything you're, you're saying right now. It was bottoms up to influence the top down. It wasn't bottoms up to no, say we're going to elect Joe Schmo. No, no, no. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't to influence. They were, it was a revolutionary upsurge. And they wanted to topple things at a fundamental level. It wasn't to influence. No. Okay? Those movements in the United States, for example, got so powerful that the establishment realized that they needed to create a technique of co-opting. Okay? Give you an India. When those movements came up, there were amazing revolutionary leaders who said, fuck the British. We want a revolution like we had in America. And what the British did was they parachuted in this fool called Gandhi. They named him Mahatma, which means God, essentially. And they imposed him on the Indian masses and to put a safety valve and to suffocate a natural good revolution. And what Gandhi did was he transferred power from men, white men with crowns to brown men with white hats. And India had massive corruption even until today. It never had a good movement. In the United States, something different occurred. If you look between 1900 to 1970, there were close to 150 million people striking in 11,000 strikes. And as the GDP of the United States grew, the apple pie, the wages grew for all Americans. And you can look at that. Rand just came up two years ago with an amazing report showing the wage growth with GDP growth. All right. However, those in power said, fuck, we can't have these peasants rising up. So in 1950, this guy, by the way, in Wisconsin, in the United States, seven American workers are also shot by the National Guard fighting for the eight hour workday. Well, there's a guy called Joseph McCarthy. You may know him. McCarthyism comes from him. McCarthy was brought in to brand all of these movements as communists, Marxists, socialists. It must be being controlled by Russia, hammer and sickle. And so the right wing started attacking anyone who used the word workers unite, anyone who said, I want, you know, bottoms up movement. And then they got the left, the so-called left, you know, the people like the Kennedys, the Bernie Sanders of the time to overtake these unions, the not so obvious establishment. So by 1970, all of these unions fell apart. They essentially collaborated with Wall Street. And the data is between 1970 till today, if you look at the actual number of strikes in the United States, was maybe 2 million people participating in 900 strikes. And during this last 50 year period, 60 year period, Viva, if you look at the GDP growth, the GDP has grown as much as it did between 1900 and 1970. But we have two American pies in the United States. One American pie is for the elites, and the other is that it's actually shrunk. So the wages of the first and second income quartile have shrunk in the United States because they stopped fighting bottoms up movements. So when I talk about building a bottoms up movement, it is about a systems overhaul. And when I launched our campaign, I don't have the graph here, but if I were to draw a graph that went like this, the life expectancy in the industrialized nations is going like this. In the United States, starting in 1980, it's going like this. And this is from Kaiser Permanente. So the life expectancy, so if you're an adult in the United States, your son or daughter's lifespan will be less than yours. And how is it, is it the vaccines? No, it goes back to 1980 and the policies of 1970. It was the, the what occurred to the food supply, the healthcare systems. It is a whole bunch of systems issues. We need a systems overhaul. And typically since 1970 now, every time they know the masses are getting upset, they find a fucker like a Jesse Jackson. And they're the wings of the establishment. So he'll say shit against one wing. And this is a dynamic. It's a systems dynamic. And they suckered them back in. Um, Jesse, uh, uh, what's the name? Sanders is this very effectively. 
you know, he, you know, he talked about workers. He attacked Hillary Clinton. But what did he do on the stage of the Democratic Convention? Lesser of two evils, and he's hugging Hillary. But this occurs with such a recurrent process. It is an innovation the elites have created. And so, even, so if you look at Trump, Trump was, if you're, if you're a conservative, and you say, oh, my God, Trump is suffering so much. Well, bullshit. Trump was brought in at, to fuck up the white working class. They had used Obama as a not-so-obvious establishment. Obama, 57% of Trumpers voted for Obama. Fascinating statistic. And of the Obama printed $8 trillion in two years, and he essentially kowtowed to the big banks at the end of the day. So the white working class and the black working class were pissed off. So then they bring in Trump. And what was Trump's job? Lock her up, right? Uh, his people got locked up. Hillary never got locked up, right? Uh, I'm against big pharma, you know, drain the swamp. He brought in the swamp. And then for four years, they kept the American white working class in abeyance. Oh, he's going to do something tomorrow. Trump's a seventh dimensional chess player. See, he's got to keep Fauci there. So for four years, they executed everything they wanted. So I'll, I'll talk about Trump. What did he do? Well, oh, let me stop okay. you right there just for one second, because you'll appreciate the, uh, the well, it's either irony, paradox, or the turtles all the way down. I have heard the theory that Mahatma Gandhi was brought in to pacify the revolution, nonviolent resistance, and thus the revolution was uh, less less impactful than it could have been. I've, you know, you always no hear the revolution. Term. He stopped well, the revolution, create the Indian National Congress as a safety valve. Now, but you, you, so. And your theory, and and the theory that you're putting forward, which I which I agree with, and I think it's 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 been done and historically proven, is bring in somebody to uh, be the controlled opposition. But this argument can apply, whoever wants to say it, equally of you, uh, Doctor Shiv. And I'm saying this not as an accusation, just as a reductio. Whenever people start fighting the system, they get called control opposition when they don't do it the exact same way that some people out there want them to. So you're going to be susceptible to the exact same critique that you're leveling now against the no, system. No, no, itself. no, it's very different. You need to go do the historical analysis of, an, of the individual and their life, their personal and public integrity. And it needs to be all laid to bare view, okay? Because people doing that are basically have no brain. You need to look at these individuals. And this is why fucking Kennedy had the audacity to tell Megyn Kelly in an interview when she said, when she's, and he starts squirming in his seat. Right. Because she starts saying, you know, Herschel Walker said he's a conservative, but then he had multiple abortions. And, you know, your uncle, you know, killed basically killed a woman. Right. And, you know, and he goes, well, you know, the personal integrity and public integrity are different. He's fucking telling you to your face. I may fucking murder my wife. I may fucking spit on cops. But believe what I say. People should go look at my integrity end to end. And that's we're at a point where people should look at do this person's words match their deeds. And that's where we're at, Viva. So it's a very important time in history. It is about a time where will the individual raise their consciousness? Are they going to say, oh, a Kennedy oh, a Trump? Oh, are they going to look at the words and the deeds matching? So let's begin with Trump. Let's start with Trump. OK, do the analysis, his background. Where did he come from? How did he make his money? Did he earn what he has? And I would say absolutely not. And let's look at when he decided to run. Lock her up was the campaign slogan. Would you not agree? I have video. Yeah, it was, it was, it was lock her up and build the wall were the two slogans yeah. I remember. And drain the swamp. Drain yep. the swamp. Okay? okay. These were powerful slogans. Okay? You know, the two-hour meeting I had with him when he praised me for doing all the election stuff, he called me. I initially didn't go. You know, all what he was doing is, oh, that's a good slogan. Let me write that down. That's a good slogan. Okay? 
People need to understand these guys are actors. They're messaging experts. They look for messaging. So lock her up. Now, if you go back and look three years before that, I was interviewed by the New York Times senior editor about what I thought about Hillary Clinton putting her server in her basement. And you can go read it. It's in the New York Times. I said, she should, it's, it's a violation of the grossest kind. She should be in jail long before Trump because a State Department server does not belong in someone's home. And in fact, a State Department official pulled me aside. He goes, Shiva, I got to tell you this. Everything you're saying is absolutely right. It's unbelievable she put a State Department server in her home so she could have deniability. All right, lock her up. If you go look at the videos, I'm going to get special prosecutor, special prosecutor. Day one, what did he do right after night after he won the election? Hillary, uh, Hillary Clinton's daughter, Chelsea, meets with Ivanka. And then he says, you know, she's had she suffered a lot. And in fact, in a video, people are saying lock her up after he wins. He goes, ah, that was for the election. But now we move on. That's a scumbag. OK. Nothing was yeah. done. That's one example. And if people are willing to have amnesia about that, that means you're a slave. Let's go to number two. Well, let's stop at number one. People are going to say, look, uh, he said it, uh, but the Republicans, the GOP, they operate, by, they operate by civility. They don't cross the Rubicons that the left has crossed. And so, you know, he's not very different. Very different. The next day, Viva, he said that was for the election, quote unquote, the day after the election. So you don't have a fucking excuse. I say shut the to, fuck I'm, up. I'm no, gonna let no, I'm gonna let the, you. No, no, I don't. You. What I'm saying is the day after the election. Oh no! What you, I'm saying right now is I'm, I'm gonna let the, the the chat will fact check that. I I don't have a Jamie to fact check. Yeah, that I have in, the video. You want me to play the video for you? I have the actual. Now video. it's. A, uh, I'll br bring it. Bring it up if you can. How quickly? I'll forget it. We don't need to waste time no, on that. No, if, if it's people can it, find the video was Trump the swamp. I asked it as a question after I started connecting the dots, and it's a video where people are chanting "lock her up," and he literally says, "Ah, that was for the election." Now we move on. Okay, so don't bring in the yeah, swamp. That, no, but that, but that might be that might be the same thing as what I'm saying is okay. That was we're not we're, I'm not going to be the first president to prosecute my political rival. This was rivals. him saying that was purely messaging. Viva, don't excuse him for God's sake. Well, I I, I got to steal I got to steal man both sides. He's and now lying. It, having, there's no both sides. There's a truth. The both sides are what the devil does. Okay, the truth is the truth. He said that and he meant it. He was telling the elites always tell it to your face. And people say, do they really say that? It's like a guy who comes and abuses his wife and he beat the shit out of her. Oh, did he really beat me up? He gave me some flowers. No, he fucking beat the shit out of you. This is a slave mentality. It's like the king comes and rapes you, pillages you. Oh, but he gave me some food. Oh, he's a nice king. You see, it's a slave mentality. And this is a very different journey people need to go through. Do they have dignity for themselves, Viva? That's the question. So Trump said that. The next day he flips it. Give you a second example. He said, Big Pharma, go look at all the speeches. Big Pharma, you know, we got to stop Big Pharma. Well, on the day of his inauguration, he got a million dollars from Pfizer. He accepted it. He didn't have to accept it. Fact number two. Fact number three, go look at 2020, March of 2020. Who was the first person to call out Fauci? Me. And you can go look at all the Twitter streams. Go type in Fauci and you will see my name come up first. I put out a tweet which said this Pandemic will go down in history to support mandated medicines, destroy the economy, and, and devolve, you know, devolve freedom into censorship. You can see it. It went, it had 40, 50,000 retweets long before the grifters came in. The next day, I ran the Fire Fauci campaign. Marla Maples, his former wife, reached out to me. She goes, Shiva, we love you. Me and Tiffany love you. I go, wow, great. 
So we did a podcast together, which you can find. And I wrote a letter on March 23rd, 2020 to Trump as a scientist, as an engineer who the year before had been invited, awarded by the National Science Foundation, the award, the prestige award to deliver the lecture on the immune system. And in that lecture, Viva, this is in November of 2022, sorry, uh, 2019, I said, look, mandating vaccines is fucked up. Why? Because 1962, the fucker John F. Kennedy is the one who passed the 1962 Vaccination Act. The Kennedys are involved through it end to end. And I said, the 1962 Vaccination Act is the core of the issue. It must be repealed. Why? And that's one of our campaign platforms. Why? Not like fucking Kennedy, I'm going to create safe vaccines by this corrupt thing. He's a fucker. He wants to create more regulations. But the 1962 Vaccination Act was created by Kennedy based on the 1915 understanding of the immune system, which only had the innate and the adaptive. And therefore, you're going to subvert the innate, put a jab in and create antibodies. Well, by 1962, 98% of measles was gone and they created the measles vaccine in 1963. And that 1962 Vaccination Act created all of the corruption, Viva, in the United States. You probably had something similar in Canada, okay? And then people were getting injured because one size fits all medicine doesn't work. And my position was, it's not vaccines or anti-vax, it's about boosting natural immunity. So by 1986, there were many lawsuits. The other murderous Kennedy, Ted Kennedy, who murdered a woman here, got away with it and gets books written about him that he's the lion of the Senate. Because Just, the Kennedy- I'm, I'm, some, some people might not know. Ted Kennedy's the one who ran over a woman with his car while he was- Not drunk, ran drunk. over, worse than that. He was drunken fucker who ran off a bridge. The woman is dying inside a lake. He leaves and waits 22 hours to get his story straight. The father, Joe Kennedy, the master of PR, by the way, John F. Kennedy had venereal disease at a, as a young, uh, before, as a teenager, should not have been allowed into the, was X'd out of going into the Navy. His father changed the rules, made him a war hero, even though he blow up, blew up ships. The Kennedys have a history of being assholes. Then when that incident occurred right here in Chappaquiddick, Massachusetts, and, and the movie actually captures this, the father said, you fucking idiot, brings in 20 PR people and they redo the story. That's what happened. Those are the fucking Kennedys. And 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 so, but Ted Kennedy, the reason I bring him up, he was the next in the, so people are getting injured, filing lawsuits, Viva, in federal courts. Ted Kennedy on the Senate side sponsors a bill with Waxman and it was called the National Vaccine Injury Program that was later shoved into a budget bill Reagan signs it, and it basically creates a national vaccine injury program, which is basically a pseudonym and anodyne term for protect big pharma. You cannot sue big pharma right now. The reason none of us can sue them for vaccines is because of that, brought to you by a Kennedy. And then they have this other fool, Robert Kennedy today, okay, who was a heroin addict, you know, did drop, couldn't make it through school. Papa gets him to Harvard, couldn't get his bar passed. I mean, the guys gets handed out everything. Go look at his history and look at my history. I worked hard for everything I have. So it's time for people to realize why are you sucking up? Why are you a star fucker? That's how they call you in Malibu and Hollywood. When you go get their signature, being serious, Viva, because I was married to one of those people. Yeah, when you walk I, away, I, they laugh at you and they call you a star fucker. Okay. These people use the term the masses are asses. So you look at the Kennedy lineage and you go look at my lineage. 
Now get, getting back to Trump. So he took in his inauguration, go look at his FEC records, type in right now, FEC, Donald Trump, Pfizer, and it'll pop up. All right. So Trump was brought in as a one plus one system scientist equals two to quiet the American working class so they wouldn't build a bottoms up movement. And he executed flawlessly and he fooled a lot of people because Trump wanted to be a Hollywood actor. He wanted to be in production. His agent is a guy called Ari Emanuel, who owns Endeavor, formerly William Morris Agency, which runs every Hollywood actor, which owns Joe Rogan, that's his agent. So Ari Emanuel owns all the Hollywood actors and political theater, he owns UFC, and he just bought WWE. You see, it's all theater, man. And you can, if you really take away all the masks and you want to see things as they are, Trump is an actor. Then in March of 23rd, we sent him the letter. We said, look, don't shut down the fucking economy. I had a senior Stanford White House person call me anonymously. And he said, Dr. Shiva, Trump is not listening to us. Please do videos. You can help us. That's why, Viva, if you go look at it, I probably got two hours sleep since 2020 to 2022. You will see I did video after video after video educating the people on vitamin D, right? Never made a cent of it, okay? Zelenko took my protocol and packaged it. I could have made hundreds of millions of dollars. We taught people about the immune system, vitamin C, quercetin. I still get emails from people saying, Dr. Shiva, I was in the ICU. Thank you for your vitamin C protocol. You saved my life. So that's what I did, pure service. And the, and the record stands on itself. Now that letter got delivered to Trump. I said, don't shut down the economy, fire Fauci. I'm telling you this as an MIT scientist who is a world renowned on the immune system. And what he did, and I said, take the really people who are at pre-existing conditions, quarantine them, and the others put them on a protocol and don't shut down the economy. He didn't listen to that. On March of 2020, Trump was promoting lockdowns. And you can look at the tweet that booby fucking Kennedy did saying, yeah, the lockdowns, we need the lockdowns. And if we lift them, COVID is going to come back hard and we must save, and it's going to also save the environment. What did people do when a crisis is taking place? And don't give them fucking credit. Well, later on, after I attack Fauci for a year, he steals my material and writes a book, Real Anthony Fauci. Well, so I'll tell you one thing. He, he wasn't wrong about the environment stuff. I think I tell you, I've never seen more groundhogs in Montreal than ever. And apparently it's, you know, as a result of not having human disruption for a little bit. But a bing, bada boom. Well, well, well um, the climate change scam is what he promoted. And it's a carbon tax scam. Right now, I did a whole video on what's going on in Canada. If you look at the Canadian forest fires, Trudeau loves forest fires. He's a fucking absolutely. arsonist. Well, well, and, and by the way, and, and, not, uh, uh, abs there's been some, well, not there's been some suspicious. There's been some confirmed arson. The only question is whether or not it's, it's linked or, well, well, or not it's, delayed, it's, or funded. It's more of a telepathic model, right? So what you do is, if you really look at, from a systems perspective, forests, number one is you need forest management. In the ancient days, indigenous people would do their things. They would do controlled burns, okay? Number two, you need to make sure you have equipment when a forest fire occurs, those big bomber water things. He hasn't he hasn't invested anything in that. And then you need personnel, firefighters. Many of these firefighters were volunteered because they didn't want to get the vaccine are not there. And the third thing is, fourth thing is you would let farmers typically know how to handle forest fires. In Canada, when uh, the farmers were building the trenches, they, the police came and told them not to do it. And the fifth thing is the liability for arson in uh, Canada, as well as Australia and, and uh, California, is really not that much. It should be a fucking death penalty, okay? So they've created an environment, if forest fire comes, 
And right now in Canada, it's $60 per ton for CO2, the carbon tax. By 2029, they want to bring it up to $170 per ton. This is a fucking carbon tax game. And the climate change model, and I'm a systems guy, I went through the IPCC report. No, none of those models take into account clouds, Viva. And again, this is why you need a systems thinker. When you add the clouds into the models, the clouds know how to control heat, okay? And they know how to maintain the Earth's temperature beautifully at 15 degrees centigrade. No different than your hypothalamus does. No different than your iris does. Your iris opens and closes to let in light. Same thing with the clouds do. And none of the climate change models include clouds. It's been worked well, out. Yeah, but now, now you're going to get into the... Um, anyway. What was the thing that Prince was uh, alleged to have gotten into the... the, the, the... Oh, the, the chemtrails, where they're talking about trying to build clouds and put stuff in the atmosphere so that well, it creates I, clouds. Well, I haven't had a chance to investigate that, but I can tell you this. You know, a billion years ago, the sun was 30 degree, 30% 30 less temperature, okay? 30%, not 6,000 degrees Kelvin, maybe about 4,500 degrees Kelvin. So if that's the case, you would think the Earth would be a, a ball of ice. It's not true. Because of the cloud effect, we had waters, everything here. This is called a feedback system. This is why I train people on systems. And, and by the way, Viva, if you can't afford it, you get it for nothing. Okay. We give it away. All right. It's not about making money. It's because it's homage to one of my mentors, Jay Forrester, who died at the age of 99. He was a professor until 93. He said, Shiva, we got to figure out a way to teach kindergartners system science. And that's what this is about. Because when you take systems thinking, you figure out why Kennedy's a scumbag, why Trump is a scumbag, why the climate change is a scam, well, how to take care of your bodies. You can Let me stop you there. It's thinking to everything. It's critical thinking. For, for the forest fires, I mean, the system is, it's what I sort of call um, insidious corruption, is that they, they, it is setting up for failure. Thus, when it fails, yes. it's exploited for political profit. Exactly. That much I, that much I agree with. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so it's, 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 it's a much more implicit model, right? It's not a direct conspiracy, you see? It's like, we're going to create the conditions. So when a forest fire comes, we sort of well, let and, it and all you need to do is, I don't know if you're paying attention to Trudeau's Twitter feed. It, it is a, it's truly a tragedy when a fire for a forest fighter, forest firefighter dies. Yeah, yeah then they Trudeau make a big it, deal out of it. He's milks it every it time. Um, but now I'm gonna I'll push back on this. People are gonna say a lot of a lot of your critique is ad hominem. And okay, you might be right. You know, Trump is who he was beforehand. He was an actor, he was a an entertainer. Bobby, the Kennedy family is what it is. That doesn't who who they were. You know, you can read into what it. No, no, no! Stop right there! Stop doing. right there! Stop right there! I gotta push back on that. This thinking that you just said is what the elite's way to think. Oh well, I do stuff in my private life, but I'll be you know. No, 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 but no, no, what, what, what that's I where that comes from. That thinking. Well, yeah, wait, hold on. Forget but, uh, have amnesia. Have amnesia for the fact I killed a person here. Have amnesia for the fact that I. Oh said no! No! Everyone, no! 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 no. No, yeah. forget that. But let's just let's just say he, you know, uh, for the killing someone. I think there's some punishments that are unforgivable uh, and disqualifying. That said, yeah. and when it comes to assessing current policy, it might be a bit of an easy way out to say, well, that current policy, even though I agree with it, I disagree with the person's history who's espousing no, it. No, 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 no. Even his current policy, Viva. So uh, let me finish up with Trump. So I just want, yeah. from a segment standpoint. So I've given you <laughs> one example with Locker Up, where it was he's admitting it's he's lying to your face. Another example with Fauci, where he had all the data. We collected 120,000 signatures. We drove down. I was the only one. I ran the Fire Fauci campaign. Where were all of these medical doctor grifters? You know, this guy, uh, you can look it up. This guy, uh, Bhattacharya, okay? Suddenly, he gets made as a hero. Suddenly, they found a bunch of brown guys because they didn't want this radical brown voice out there. 
He wrote a paper in early 2020, in a science policy paper promoting lockdowns. Okay, so all of these people flip because they make money. This is the model. When when the shit is hitting the fan, looking over here, writing bullshit. And when it's opportune, they write books. Oh, yeah, the lockdowns were bad. Oh, yeah, Fauci's bad. You see, that's how the elites get it both ways. They get to have their cake and eat it, too. And that's the fucked up nature of them. It's no different than a crime is taking place here. And Viva, you're an independent journalist. You write an article saying, oh, my God, the woman got raped. Tucker Carlson walks by. He walks away. Two years later, he writes a book about it. And that's what he did with the backdoor portal. He brings the intercept on, which is a government front end. And he goes, oh, my God, I can't believe to Lee Fang that this is going on. Well, we sent him the documents. You can't believe because you suppressed our story. Why? Because I'm an independent person, Viva. And this is a very important point. They do not want to give me the views or the credit because it'll make them irrelevant. We're not connected to the left or right. We don't need to suck up to Bobby Kennedy to get his views because I know what that fool is all about. And in 2020, I was the first one to expose him and everyone should listen to this. I, I Everyone said, oh, you and Bobby should work together. I saw what he did in New Jersey, okay? We ran the demonstration that stopped. We I organized 5,000 women who mobilized and we stopped the bill in, in, in um, in New Jersey, okay? He came around, his little SUV was telling, oh, Shiva's upsetting, he's gonna upset the Democrats who I need to negotiate with. And then I started researching his history. He endorsed Hillary Clinton, not once, not twice, but three fucking times. Who is Hillary Clinton? Pro Monsanto, pro GMO, okay? Pro glyphosate. So you were running water keepers at the time. You didn't just say, I'm gonna vote for her. You put out public pronouncements she got the most in pharmaceutical funding. You can't take away that history. 2020, I'm running against his nephew here in 2020 in the heat of the pandemic. His nephew is promoting masking mandates, harsh vaccine mandates. He does a fundraiser for him, endorses his nephew, period. That's not principled. When you and I know in many families, families were splitting apart over the vaccine issue. And then in 2022, in his own home, and this is why I find it degenerate, that the independent journalists don't ever ask him this question. In his own home, people had to get the vaccine jab. Fact. And then he blames his wife. Come on. In his own home, not just any vaccine jab, the mRNA jab. So now he's running for president. So he speak his words, Viva, he's a very clever monkey. And I have emails from him to a former guy who was the Children's Health Defense Fund exposing him. And I may release all of them. This guy understands the not so obvious establishment. And he has chosen to be that. And I'm the only one exposing this because I understand the dynamics. But more importantly, we have a lot of people like that medical doctor who saw the video are getting it. People are not sucking up to him. And what did he do? Okay. What did he do? Every issue he takes, he speaks from forked tongue. Look at his speech on Ukraine. What does he say? Oh, oh you know, I, we're all there for the right reasons. And then minutes later, I don't want regime change. Oh, I like my son being there. He's saying everything for everyone. To, oh, because everyone can. Oh, but Bobby said that. Bobby said this. As though Bobby is your fucking friend. He's very clever on what he's doing. He literally steals word for word our material and reuses it. Why is he? I had more followers than him on Twitter. When I get back on Twitter, my followers are degraded. His are promoted. Why? Why? Because there is a banana republic on Twitter, a banana republic on Facebook. 
You suck up to fucking Kennedy, you get promoted. I'll give you an example. James Woods, a conservative, was praising Elon Musk. When I exposed Musk, again, I lost 20% of the conservatives. Oh, Dr. Shiva, you're too critical. You know, you got to be less arrogant. You know, Elon is here to save us. I said, fuck you. He hasn't taken down the portal. Moron, look at it. Look at the facts. And look at all the facts. In fact, Clayton Morris, formerly at Fox News, asked him in an open forum, Elon, Dr. Shiva's lawsuit exposed the backdoor portal. Are you going to take it down? Ooh, that sounds like big brother. Let me get back to you, Clayton. That was in December. What we have now on Twitter is censorship 10.0. It's apartheid. They put you on so they can say, oh, yeah, we put the, we put the darkie on. But he's, he's being a little bit out of hand, so we're going to contain him shadow ban him. And that's the new censorship where you don't allow true independent voices. You suck up to Elon, you will get promoted. So Linda Yaccarino, a WEF whore, gets brought in, okay? And then conservatives like, oh my God, Dr. Shiva, I'm so sorry I muted you and I blocked you, okay? And then James Wood, and this is classic, he puts out a tweet, he goes, oh, I guess the party's over, something to that effect. I take James with his tweets and I retweet it, quote tweet, and I said, James, the party never began. Go look at the facts. You know what happens, Viva? That tweet starts going viral. James Woods deletes his tweet. And the next day, mysteriously says, thank you, Elon, for 100,000 followers. That little rat, Dinesh D'Souza, was promoting Musk, and then after the WF Yaccarino, even conservatives are getting it. We just got fucked. He's saying, well, she's a, you know, we should really look at her. She's not that bad. All these conservatives started backpedaling because they don't, they're not principled, Viva. And so what you have now is the left is supporting Facebook, Zuck, and the right is supporting fucking Musk. And they're literally doing a fucking goddamn wrestling match, Zuck versus Musk. Do you understand what they're doing? The underlying issues will not be addressed. The government's and social media companies are one. This is theater. And I should be on that testimony. Why is Kennedy being invited to weaponization of government when that was my lawsuit? And that will tell you he's a fucking useful idiot because they're gonna say, oh, see, the, it's, it's the left doing this to the right. No, Democrats, it was Trump who created CISA, the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Agency, which created this censorship infrastructure in the United States. Look it up. And well, so people there will say, all right, you know, Trump, uh, it wasn't Trump, but rather the administrative state doing things while Trump is at the helm. Yeah, legitimate yeah. criticism. Involved, right. Trump says, he's well, no, he, no, no, no. Trump he, he, he learned his lessons. Two weeks ago, he said, I'm going to obliterate the deep state. Fuck you. If you're going to do that, you're a revolutionary and you go balls to the walls. Don't tell me you, you become a pussy then. It's bullshit. I made it. Anyone I, giving so much excuse should give excuse to your fellow neighbors, not to these people with golden plated toilets. And he doesn't eat McDonald's, okay? He eats grass fed beef, go to his restaurant at John George's, any of that, okay? People need to understand this is fucking theater. You're all being played. And you know what the good news is, Viva? We got about half a billion people throughout the world who know that. I get, uh, you know, we did our, uh, we do an open house, a woman in Christchurch, New Zealand, Logged in. She goes, Shiva, I went to a, a big political meeting. I asked, how many people know Dr. Shiva? 50% 50, 50 of the room. They know us. Reince Priebus, who's the chief of staff to Trump, told a friend of mine, okay, who he's on his board. He goes, hey, Shiva's running for president. He goes, that's going to be fucking disruptive. They know about us. So the way that you deal with someone like me, with all my credentials, with all the things I've done, you make me invisible. You don't even, you don't even make me controversial. You make me invisible. 
That's how you deal with people like me, because I'm the true opposition and our movement's the true opposition. And we're at a very important point in critical history, because when you go back to Gandhi, if a movement like ours had been there, we would have had a good revolution in India. If a movement like ours had been there in 1963, the Kennedys would not have been able to co-op Martin Luther King. And that's what they did. Martin Luther King was a black bourgeois who was supported by the Kennedys. The entire march on Washington, as Malcolm X said, was a circus. Malcolm X was suppressed. He was made invisible. Okay. The elites have this down to a science. And Booby fucking Kennedy's father created that science and the elites created that science. They have an institution right down the street called the Kennedy School of Government. They know how to do this. Well, I mean, I don't dis I don't think anybody's going to disagree with much of what you're saying. Some people are just going to say, however, uh, you can't be two bolts to the walls revolutionary. Otherwise, you end up like Bobby Kennedy's uncle. Uh, and some people are going to say, well, Bobby, Kennedy's, Bobby Kennedy's uncle. No, 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 no. Bobby Kennedy's uncle, John F. Kennedy. You know, it's really funny. People say, oh, how did Bobby get shot? How, why was he shot? It's a who the fuck cares how he was shot? These people are mobsters. They have all sorts of things that you'll never figure out. You should ask, why did your friend's daughter die in a COVID thing? You know, why did why is the lifespan of working class people going downwards? Why the fuck do we care for elites like this? It's brainwashing that's done from Hollywood down to control people so you pay obeisance to your master. And the Swarm video brings this out beautifully. They want you. How is, is it 1% of people control 8 billion people? It is a technology that they've created. And the technology is to hit you with propaganda, is to give you false heroes, so you become fat, dumb, and lazy and look to them for your heroes. Yeah, well, so, so, some some might go back to Plato and say, you know, it, it's the way it has to work because you can't have a well, billion people controlling themselves. Well, and well, that's that's what the, well, oh, that's not. Well, you know, what, you or, go back to the Iroquois culture and to the Dravidian culture, okay, and you find that there have been indigenous times when people control their own destinies bottoms up. That is a well, natural way. This is an true, unnatural but, way. No, but Doctor Shiva, not to, this is not to be glib or demeaning to yeah. the history, but. That's true. And where is the Iroquois nation now? They got conquered by the people who, um, you know, who had. Yeah, because, because now we can learn from that. We can learn from that. OK, the learnings from that are very important. OK, it's a very powerful learning because one of the learnings when you look back at history is you must be very vigilant and you must protect a decentralized movement. And you cannot think that people who come from above are going to help you. You know, it's like this. I did a about 15 years, I was 29 years old. I was invited to a General Motors technology convention, actually to be the keynote speaker to 2,500 GM execs. And I was talking about the invention of email, innovation. The guy next to me is a wonderful guy by the name of Price Pritchett. People should look him up. He's one of the world's leading organizational theorists. And Price Pritchett, and GM was having a bad time. He was saying, look, any organization has three kinds of people. 30% of an organization will be resistors. People will never do what the fuck, they, don't, they just want to sit on their ass, Viva. They like things the way they are. 50% of people like to watch a ping pong game. They like to see who's making the better argument. The 20% are the change agents. Let's not call them revolution, change agents. And he said the problem is many times people want to change the world. They make a very, very critical mistake. They go trying to go convince the guys wearing five masks. Hey, why are you wearing masks, right? They try to go convince the 30% instead of mobilizing the 20%. And that's what we're doing. And that's what I want to do. So when people want to call me arrogant, fuck off. Okay? 
Fuck you. Funny, so I, my, I, fuck I, off. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm reading a, a, a comment in our locals community from Switz guy. And he says, I, I, it was Dave Ohio says the doctor is smart, but he is his own worst enemy. He needs to understand his approach is turning off people. Yeah. Tell him to go fuck off. Tell him to go. <laughs> well, fuck I, off. I, I, no, no, no. I, let I, me tell you I, why. I, let me tell you why. Because he wants me to speak the way of the swarm. I'm not going to do that because it's the right curse word for the right person at the right time. And why do I curse? And why do I call him Bobby fucking Kennedy? You know why? Because you have all these fucking neural networks programmed. Who the Kennedys? Why is he saying fuck? Well, because I'm trying to break your neural network. And if you don't break it today, we at least have 20% of people are overcoming it. We had so many volunteers who are signing up to our campaign who are overcoming Trump Viva and are overcoming Kennedy in spite of my harsh language. They're saying, you know what? I don't give a fuck what he says because what he's saying well is truthful. I'll say this. I, I, look, uh, and it's not this is, again, not a judgment call. It's just a statement of observation. of fact, you have realistically no chance of becoming president where I think you do have a chance of some form of influence is people will get past the abrasiveness and they'll they'll absorb the proper ideas that need to be filtered up to those who are going to be in a position to change. Well, well no, 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 no. That's not what's going to happen. I'm going to you know, I have been able to be quite prescient on everything I've done. And I say that with actual facts. What's going to happen is by 2024. We will have hundreds of millions of people more than we have now who'll say, wow, I understand fucking what Trump and Kennedy are about. They're going to awaken to the not so obvious establishment. Check. That will be done. Check. We will have an educated group of people who say, fuck Kennedy, fuck Trump. I understand why we should have such anger at them. And all these people who say, well, you got to speak like this. That's your typical liberal mentality. Look, Viva, we face that. At MIT, the same trend, you have the obvious establishment, these liberals who say, well, you got to say it like this. I understand what you're saying, Shiva, but they don't. If you said it like this, and it never works that way, okay? So we could, if you want to talk political dynamics, I've been on the ground doing this, and I understand those dynamics. They want me to talk like that, Viva. They want me to become a sycophant. We're not going to do it. We will use these harsh words. It is who we are, and that is how working class people talk. If you want to be a petty bourgeois or bougie, go talk like that and see where it gets you. But that's number two. But by end of 2024, there will be an awakening, a real awakening, not to ever choose the lesser of two evils and never to support people coming from the swarm as your masters. And I think maybe we should talk about the lawsuit because it- Well, I was going to say, we have, yeah. we have tw uh, by the way, uh, so everybody who's watching at 10.30, Dr. Shiva, I've got another guest. He was supposed to be at 10 o'clock, but I said, we have to bump it to half an hour. Okay, so we got 20 minutes. All right. Yeah, and, and it's the, he's going to be talking about an injustice in Canada. You know about the coots for these four gentlemen y yes. who were arrested and, and sitting in jail for nearly two years off charges that I'm skeptical of. But uh, Jason Levine is in the background. Well, but, okay, no, gonna, you know, we have about four or 5,000 people all across Canada. You know, we, we have a very, very Canadians love what we're doing, by the way. Um, so let me talk about, um, by the way, uh, everyone out there, I am running for president. The FEC in 2011 ruled, which is the agency of the United States government, has ruled in 2011 that a naturalized citizen, which means I'm gonna be very clear, I'm not gonna to try to, I was born in India. My parents were not born here. I came to the United States in 1970, 1983, I became a naturalized citizen. I've contributed to multi-trillion dollar economies. I've invented, I've been a full participant in the American dream, fully. And I'm running for president. You can get these bumper stickers, okay? They're real, okay? And we have filed our FEC1 paper and our FEC2 paper. It's the first time a naturalized citizen 
has filed his papers for president and is asserting a very, very important constitutional issue, which has been already decided. Okay, so we have filed a declaratory relief lawsuit, the first of its kind ever, and it's gonna, we're gonna win it. And 20 years from now, oh, I don't want Saddam Hussein to run. I, that's, I understand why they put in article two, section one. That's what people will say, right? We don't want foreigners to come in here. You'll realize how stupid it was, was as bad as slavery, okay? So let's go to the foundations of this. The well, let me, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna bring up your lawsuit right now. Yeah. Uh, and, and Barnes and I talked about it. Well, people are getting pissed off at, at uh, Barnes on Sunday night because he's espousing the argument that a, 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 oh, let's say a native or natural born citizen who was born of parents who are not citizens can still run. And a lot of people take issue with that. Wait until they hear that someone who's not born in America. Yeah, let, let, let him take <laughs> issue with that. Let him take issue with that. Look, I've had to I'll deal with all my, right I've had to deal with this shit all my life. When I was in, uh, Viva, just a side note, you know, when I was in seventh grade in this high school, I aced every class. And it's a very funny story. I aced every class. And then the teachers decide they're gonna have an exam to determine who's the best student. Guess what? I don't get invited to fucking take the exam. So my parents went in and they said, what the fuck? My son is, has A pluses. And my mom reamed them out. Uh, and it was, you know, predominant. You know, all my friends were Jewish, Jewish high school. He goes, are you gonna fucking create a Hitler? And they said, what are you talking about? Oh, that's, that's, that's anti-Semitic. And then they let me take the exam and I won. So I've always been kept out either because of my skin color, because of jealousy, whatever the fuck. So I've been through this since I've been 10 years old, okay? My entire life, they keep me out of these hearings because they don't want the real deal. They wanna give up fucking doofus Kennedy. So let's talk about this lawsuit, okay? So let's begin with the central fact. Um, uh, the first issue to remember is quick education. The, the constitution is a living document, okay? Which means the Articles of Confederation came. By the way, in the Articles of Confederation, Article 2, Section 1, Clause 5, lays out the definition of the qualifications to run for president. 35 years of age, you have to be natural born and a certain residence period. Natural mm -hmm. born is never defined. To give you a very interesting point, a fact, the Maryland legislature decides to make the Marquis de Lafayette, who was born in, in France, and all of his heirs into infinity, natural born citizens. All right? So natural born was never defined in section in Article Two, Section One. Okay, uh, Clause Five. Yeah, I can't. I, I won't. Pull, I won't pull it up right now. Yeah, you, you can pull it. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's the first point. So therefore, all the people who slept in high school and didn't really do their homework, and in fact, many oh, all well, the article natural born citizen, you got to be natural born. Well, they forget. Then the First Amendment came and the Bill of Rights. The First Amendment is the most important amendment next to the 14th amendment in my view, okay? Which basically said political speech is the most protected speech. In fact, anyone can actually assert their right to run for any office. I'll get back to that, okay? Then 100 years ago, um, we had a very, very important groundbreaking amendment called the 14th amendment. And it has the equal protection clause, which states clearly a natural born citizen will be treated equally to a naturalized citizen, period. Now, since the passage of that amendment, in recent times, there have been many, many laws. By the way, the 14th Amendment applies to every state. Remember, the United States is a republic. And every state must, cannot distinguish between a naturalized citizen. You can't have two tiers of citizenship. And this is what led, remember, this has been around, and they didn't allow a black child to go to a public school, right? 
You had to have armed guards sent in there, Brown versus Board of Education, a historic lawsuit. Got it? Now, since the 14th Amendment, there have been many, many, many Supreme Court rulings, lower court rulings, which have clearly said a naturalized citizen must have the exact same rights as a natural born citizen, period. Now, the Article 2, Section 1, Clause 5 says he can only be president, which is men. How did that change? If you kept, if you refer to Article 2, Section 1, Clause 5, that means only, well, an amendment came. Everyone should remember, called the 19th Amendment. That's why women can run. Well, the 14th Amendment, which came before that, allows me, a naturalized citizen, not only to run, because the FEC has already ruled that, but also, more importantly, be president, period. And we will win this lawsuit in 20 years from now. The lawyers will say, well, I wish I had filed that lawsuit. Obvious, it's fucking discriminatory, period. So we have leaders in every state. And this is what scares them so much. That's why they were making me invisible. You know, you can get these bumper stickers, put it on the back of your car. 100,000 people will see it. But most importantly is that we need to get on the ballot in every state, Viva. Now, most of the secretary of states are either appointed, dumb, Okay, they don't know the law. They're part of this massive bureaucracy. So this lawsuit, if you go to the top of it, it says declaratory relief. So the lawsuit is filed in federal court in D.C. The defendants in the lawsuit are Gary Thompson, who runs the Election Commission, but more importantly, Merrick Garland, who is the attorney general. And why are we filing it against him? Because we want the courts to order Merrick Garland, like Brown versus Board of Education, order him to tell all the states now, hey, this guy's running for office and it's unconstitutional if you stop him from getting on the ballot. So I'm preemptively doing this. Yeah, okay. well, we, and, and and we, I mean, we've, we've taught everybody watching this channel for a while knows injunctive relief, declaratory relief. Um, and okay. the lawsuit itself, I, I've shared it, I've shared it um, in our locals community. I shared it with, uh, with the chat in uh, Rumble. I mean, but the lawsuit's simple. You're, you're preemptively asking not to be not to be on, restricted on three from... counts. On three counts. First amendment. And now the, the issue the, before you get there, I just want to say, like, the joke is going to be, uh, it's it's premature. Uh, it's uh, what's what? It's premature. No standing, or it's uh, it's moot. I mean, you're you're going to get. I, I would imagine they're going right. to say until you have a problem, you don't have a problem. Come back when you have a problem. By then, they're going to say you should have done it earlier. Um, so declaratory relief, do not prohibit me, allow me to be on the ballot. Um, ha, you filed your papers. Have they, what, What's the process when you do this? Do they get right. uh, stamped approved? Yes, yes, yes. So you can go look at it, FEC 1 and 2. So what happens is, remember, the FEC, there's also another rule the courts have to do called agency deference. If you're the courts and an agency has already gone through, because there's called subject matter experts, and there's a whole body of law called agency deference. So in 2011, the FEC ruled in their thing, they said, you can't get matching funds, but you can, a naturalized citizen can run for office and raise money, okay? Period. That's been declared. So when I, so in the United States, before you can run for office, I have to fill out paperwork called FEC1, which says I'm running for office, and FEC2, or the other way around, that declares your committee. Got it, Viva? I filed yep. those, you know, and we've also filed in, and and uh, how much donations we raised. You know, we raised a couple thousand dollars. We just started, okay? So the FEC hasn't rejected my lawsuit and my papers. They haven't thrown it away, period. Now the issue is, you know, I'm an educator, man. I educated people on the immune system. So I've always put my butt out on the line 
we're going to have to educate all the numbnuts out there who were smoking weed all day in the back of history class that, you know what, shut the fuck up. 14th Amendment is there. And not only can I run, but I can also be president of the United States. And in fact, for the 22 million naturalized citizens, it's going to be it's going to be a much better talent pool. We have to understand when the natural born citizen clause was put in place, as well as slavery and among, among other things, it was done at a time when the founders were afraid. Right. They were afraid that a prince would come in and become president. And when it was a fledgling democracy, that's when it came. We have to understand the context. By the way, do you know, Biva, in Massachusetts, it says for me to run for governor, I have to be a Christian. I have to declare I'm a Christian. These are how archaic the shit is, right? So people just accept it. So my point is that Article 2, Section 1 is old, all right? And I have the, frankly, the passion because of the, what I've contributed to the United States to say, I have the rights. I don't want to be a fucking second-class citizen. I already dealt with that in India. I'm equal. Naturalized citizens equals natural-born citizen. All citizens are equal. That was the 14th Amendment. And get it through your thick skull that abrogates and repeals Article 2, Section 1, uh, Clause 5, period. And what, uh, what will happen, this is my prediction, right? Uh, I have standing because I'm running for office, but they will dismiss it on something else. And it will go to the appeals court. This will go all the way to the Supreme Court. In the midst of this, Viva, I predict, as we're getting on the ballot and we submit our, right, every state we have to collect signatures. Some guy, some uh, secretary of state who got a law degree but never really studied the law will say, oh, you can't be on the ballot. And that will create the conditions for us filing a PI, a preliminary injunction, okay? Because we'll have the lawsuit in place. So that's how it's going to go. Yeah, well, and, or, or, or even if, if they declare it, uh, if they dismiss it for, uh, I don't know, not lack of standing now, but it would be not right because there's no, you haven't suffered anything yet. You'll come back and you say, look, I filed, well, then you can't see Well, we've already suffered. It's called besmirchment. It's called the fact that it's like saying, I can't go to that school because I'm black. I can't run. It's already there. And there's a whole body of law already for that. I didn't, I wanted to make this complaint very tight. It's 10 pages. By the way, a very, very, you know, there's the number one constitutional lawyer on this, Paul Clark, has written a wonderful Illinois Review brief on this. He says it's unconstitutional to not allow a naturalized citizen to be president. Okay? It's the body of work is there, but most people are pussies. They don't want to take it on. Okay? Well, it has to be decided because I didn't come to this country to be a second class fucking citizen. I'm a citizen, period. All citizens are created equal, period. And it's really fucked up that it's so, it's right in our face, man. It's the big elephant in the room. It's like slavery. You know, it's like Brown versus Board of Education. I'm black. I should be allowed to go to the school and the fucking rednecks are stopping you. OK, fuck off. And that's no, what just, we want Merrick Garland to do. Well, it's a, it's, a, it's a very it's an interesting argument. I mean, I'll just bring this up. Now I got the section. No person except a natural born citizen, not defined in any defining section. But some people said that means native. That means born here. Or a citizen of the United States at the time of the adoption of this constitution at shall the be time eligible. Of, there you said it. At the time, of, there's a temporal issue there. At the time of the adoption of this constitution. Now, go, go to the section of my lawsuit where I describe the 14th Amendment. And it makes it absolutely clear. And Bowling versus uh, Sharp, very important lawsuit. It extended at the federal level. The Fifth Amendment now reciprocates with the 14th Amendment. Okay. And by the way, to let everyone know, I have 
litigation experience more than 90% of the fucking lawyers because most lawyers settle on the courthouse steps. I've been in federal court. I've won an injunction. My briefs were so good that the number one law firm's vice chairman thought I was making, you know, I had people making up my lawsuits. So I've learned a little bit about the law and I love the law. I wish I could have gone to law school, Viva, because to me, it's a very beautiful subject. You know, it's like engineering in many ways. So, but we're going to win this. And we're, you know, end of 2024, a lot of victories are going to come because we're going to demolish this left-right bullshit and people see what a real candidate looks like, what it means to think beyond left and right. And they're going to raise their consciousness. They're going to have self-respect for themselves. Why the fuck am I supporting a guy who philandered with 38 fucking women and then told his wife, okay, it's okay to go kill yourself. And then brought in the press. This is Booby Kennedy took beautiful pictures, praying over a coffin and then had it exhumed and put somewhere else. A fucking prick. Dr. Shiva. I relate to some part of, of, I don't know if it's your evolution of your being like, I, yeah, being, being polite, and not sharing your opinion doesn't sway minds. The only question is, where's that, where's that well, uh, sweet spot? My point spot is, in, I'm in not going to change me. This is who I am. You know, you can bring me to the National Science Foundation. I'll give a Fulbright lecture. People say, wow, what a beautiful. But this is why fuck I am. Why should I change the way I am? Go to New Jersey. You do something. It's like, shut the fuck up. People, everyday people talk like this, Viva. They don't put on a face like this, like Bobby Kennedy, and then go bang 38 women in the back. That's a prick. Okay? They don't murder people and say, my family... Uh, RFK is the one who escalated the Vietnam War. John Kennedy, oh, we are men of peace. Do you understand the bullshit these people do? I, well, they, I they do, take I mean, Charles Manson and make him Jesus Christ. I, well, I, I, I end. I end the, the corruption is insidious. Um, it, you, it's know just where, from a, you know where I stand. Well, no, and, you always know it, where I stand. It's only for, well, and people, and first of all, people can like or dislike you, uh, and they can acknowledge or not acknowledge your accomplishments. Only from a real politic perspective, um, much like Ma I, and I say Maxime Bernier had no chance of winning, but it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen overnight. It happens slowly but surely. And at the very least, uh, you can use that opposition. That's voice not to true. Revolutions those. occur overnight. Well, uh, well, no, no, but no, that's no, like no. that. No, you, bamboo you can have a, we can have a bamboo whole grows overnight. Well, hold on, hold on. Bamboo no. grows overnight, but it took years for the root system to to well, to, well, to grow. Yeah. So, so let me let me. What I'm saying is, you know, I have a book called System and Revolution. It's not to sell a book. People get it for free. Okay, you can down. Okay, here's a bottom line. When I describe what a revolution is, I describe it from engineering terms. It's a phase transition, and it occurs in a hysteresis mode when ice goes to water, it occurs exactly at 212 degrees, I'm sorry, at zero degrees plus, right? It's, it's a phase shift. So when you have enough molecules vibrating, things occur, and here the molecules are people's consciousness. When not enough people understand this left-right bullshit, when enough people understand why Kennedy and Trump are scumbags and generalize it, it's fucking over, Viva. And what, mark my words, it's gonna happen in our lifetime globally. Because people are waking up, but the waking up that's occurring, and you're going to see more and more scumbags like the booby Kennedys come everywhere. Talking, talking, talking. Two worlds, total company, hypocrites. But our, since our movement exists, which didn't exist before, we're going to be able to expose these people. And that's what scares them. So their only thing is to make me invisible. And I really appreciate you having this conversation. I really do. Because well, we're going to be... No, I really I do. Because, no, I, I have to... In spite of the back and forth we've had, I just want to say that 
you are a fair human being. You're a good human being at a very deep level because all of these other grifters will never put me on because if they put me on, they'll say, fuck, this guy is real. And especially a guy like Joe fucking Rogan who follows me, he's had many opportunities, but he knows the day he puts me on, people are gonna realize what a fraud he is, that he goes with the wind. He's owned by a multi-billion dollar organization, that he's owned by Ari Emanuel. He's an actor. He watches which way the wind blows. Delay truth is deadly. But that's why I wanna thank you, Viva. And I wanna thank guys like you who have the prescience to know, you may not agree with everything I'm saying, but you know, you know what? This guy deserves to be heard and deserves not to be made invisible. And that's fucking important. So thank well, you. I, I, that's a I, I have thing you're doing. I have a, I mean, my philosophy is I don't have to agree with you. And I, I agree with some of what you say, and I will respectfully disagree with other things that you say. And my other philosophy is give it the exposure and for good and for bad, people will judge you, Dr. Shiva. And and you're entitled to that judgment, especially if you want it. I won't, however, have a discussion with people who are pathological liars. Someone on, on Twitter challenges me, have me on your show. You just lied in a number of tweets. I'm not going to entertain that type of discourse, but certainly legitimate. Uh, legitimate right. But what I'm saying, Viva, is there's what the establishment now does is put forward their obvious people and then they create the controversy. Trump gets indicted. He makes $20 million. Ooh, Kennedy's bad. He gets promoted. They create theater. And the true people bottoms up people like myself and others get made invisible and the revolution will occur. It's not me or um, um, it, in people's minds when they at least have the opportunity to listen to someone like me who gets made invisible in spite of all my fucking credentials. I just got accepted into Zygma's Eye, which is a senior research society where they have 200 Nobel prize winners. So I, I have done all the work you wanted me to do. I've aced everything. I've won every award. And you don't put me on your fucking shows and you put a guy who's a degenerate like Kennedy and Trump. Why? I did everything you fucking wanted and you don't put me on. Fuck you. That's what I say. And I say praise to you, Viva, for putting me on because those people are unfair. They're part of the swarm. And that's why change doesn't occur because they hide real change agents like me. And they don't even let people give an opportunity. Well, let me hear him. Okay, I don't like he's cursing. Yeah, he may be arrogant, but they get to hear my voice. And they don't want independent voices because independent voices scare them. And, and Kennedy literally steals my words and makes podcasts out of them. And that's the not so obvious establishment. But you've given me the opportunity to call out that bastard and Trump. And, and I know and you'll, you you'll make, you'll make you. some friends and you'll make some enemies. Uh, Dr. Shiva, thank you very much. Well, you I are thank always you, man. Viva, I really, really thank you. I really do from the bottom of my heart and for all those people who look to me and our movement to have a voice. Because without freedom, without the ability to have discourse, there will never be great science. And without great science and truth, you will never have health. And without health, we can never fight for freedom or truth. And that's what our movement is about. It's about intersecting all these three things, period. And that's what needs to happen for the world to advance consciously, because our leaders reflect our consciousness. If you keep electing people who openly tell you my public integrity and my private integrity don't have to match, you're going to get a scumbag of a society. We have to meld your words and your deeds, like all the ancient sages and the great spiritual leaders always talked about. And we can do that. And it's not like an exception to the rule. It can be what the rule is. And that's, so we're at a very important inflection point in human advancement. And that's what we're trying to do here. 
Excellent, Dr. Shiva. Thank you very, very much. And uh, we will we'll continue to be in touch, but we'll follow the lawsuit and you'll come back on and give us an update. Follow the lawsuit. And we're going to be doing another major lawsuit because I had to wait six months, you know, against DHS and CISA. It's going to be a damages lawsuit for, you know, going back to what the judge did to us here. And and I'll be doing that myself. So I'll come back on for that. That's going to be a profound lawsuit because we're also, Musk is also going to be a defendant in that. Well, maybe we'll have one day you and Musk and you'll duke it out on the interwebs. Invite, invite Kennedy and Trump and me. See if they show up. They won't. <laughs> I might not be big enough for, uh, I'll extend the invitation. I'd love to have RFK on. There's no question about yeah, that. Yeah, have Barnes, have Barnes modulate it if he wants. Uh, I would have Eric Hunley, uh, what's the word, moderate because he's more, um, you know, he hasn't taken a public position as much yet. All right. Dr. Shiva, thank you very much. We'll be in touch and we'll keep Shiva, in touch. Thanks. Be well, man. My pleasure. Thank have you. Have a good one. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah. Jason Levine has been in the background. Holy cows. <laughs> he's had the... He so everyone, that was my interview with uh, Viva Lafrey. By the way, uh, to those of you listening, share this video wherever you can. YouTube has uh, banned me for seven days because I put up a chemical equation showing how adrenochrome could be created. And um, that's what's happened. So um, get this out everywhere, guys. But the bottom line is uh, we a couple of things you can do, right? Number one, learn for your own sake. Don't do it for me. I, it took me you know, 40 years to create this entire infrastructure called Truth Freedom Health. Go to truthfreedomhealth.com, contribute, become a warrior scholar. When you contribute, you get all sorts of stuff. But right now, another thing you can do is go to shivaforpresident.com. One of these bumper stickers, put it on the back of your back windshield, on the lower back. 100,000 people will see it, okay? That's something everyone can go, go to do. Go to Shiva for President, volunteer, donate whatever you want. When you donate, by the way, I give you stuff, okay? It's a reciprocal relationship. I'm not one of these scumbags. Give me money. Oh, I have an indictment. Give me money. No, you give us money. We give you education and knowledge. So go to truthfreedomhealth.com, uh, contribute or go to shivaforpresident.com, shivaforpresident.com. Let me see if there's any interesting questions here. Okay. Let's say we have Shiva 2024, Brett Farka. Great. Um, uh, yeah, someone here says, uh, the algorithm is bullshit. They shadow ban the fuck out of you, Dr. Shiva. Thank you for using the right words. Okay. Someone says sticks and stones. Love. Great. Um, uh, Bonnie Jones says truth. Get through your, get, get this through your thick skulls. Great. Um, uh, someone says fire heats water, extinguishes fire. Great. So anyway, um, I hope this is valuable. We'll be doing two more interviews today. But get these videos out, you know, download it, put it up on YouTube, um, get it out there. And um, as I close, let me play a video for all of you and tell all your friends, go to shivaforpresident.com, uh, get involved and uh, get these bumper stickers. It's really simple. They're like less than five bucks. We include shipping, but it's a powerful thing. You know, millions of people out there, that puts the fear of God into the establishment. They go, holy shit. These guys are everywhere. You want to do something and you want to scare them, get one of these bumper stickers, put it on the back windshield of your car and volunteer because we, we want to get on the ballot. And all of you, wherever you are in the world, put it on because this is a movement. Okay. It's a global movement uh, for all of us. Thank you. Be well, be the light. Let me play this video and I'll be back to say goodbye. Who would have ever thought I'd be running for president of the United States of America? I was born a low caste untouchable in India's caste system a system of aristocracy, oppression, and racism. My name is Dr. Shiva Ayadure, 
I'm an MIT PhD, a Fulbright scholar, a scientist, engineer, entrepreneur and inventor. My family and I left India to come to America on my seventh birthday. I grew up in the working class neighborhoods of New Jersey, playing baseball, mowing lawns, painting houses and coding software. My friends and neighbors are blacks, Italians, Irish, people of all races. As a 14-year-old, I wrote 50,000 lines of software code to create the world's first email system and was awarded the first US copyright for email, recognizing me as its official inventor at a time when copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. I did that long before I ever came to MIT, revealing that big innovations can occur anytime, any place by anybody. Growing up, I saw politicians dividing us by race and religion in both America and India to have us fighting each other while they remained safe in their gated communities and in their playgrounds of Hollywood, Martha's Vineyard and Silicon Valley. I'm a fighter. I fought racism and exposed their imperialist wars, fought for workers and put my life on the line against global corruption. I never wanted to run for political office. All that changed when I saw working Americans as never before being duped by the establishment and the not so obvious establishment across left and right. We were being sold out and made to forget why we came to America and why America existed. Lawyers, academics, billionaires, celebrities and politicians, elites, Clintons, Kennedys, Bidens, Obamas, Bushes, black and white have hijacked America. They printed trillions for their friends. They delivered crumbling infrastructure, corruption and racism. They transferred trillions to themselves, dividing black and white, fear-mongering and fake science, lockdowns and censorship, dirty air, food and water, pushing drugs upon us, making us sicker. We've been sold out. One set of rules for them and another for us. We deserve a warrior with a history of courage in putting everything on the line for you, who believes in you, not them, who has created a movement bottoms up for truth, freedom, health. I've exposed their lies at the right time, never waiting until it was popular. I've exposed their false gods who exist to lead you back to them. I've exposed their fake science of lockdowns and masking and provided you solutions to fight them and win and protect your immune system, saving millions. I exposed Fauci, galvanized the fire Fauci campaign when others remained silent. When they stole our election, we sued the government and Twitter in our historic 2020 federal lawsuit exposing in bare view the government and big tech censorship infrastructure, the unholy alliance between government and social media companies. Where was Elon and his grifters? They stood by the sidelines and did nothing. They did not use their megaphones to help us when it could have made a big difference. Now our movement grows for truth, freedom, health, independent of all of them. Every day millions are learning the science of systems, the knowledge the elites do not want you to have, so you may learn how to think, stand up and fight independent of the establishment of left and right and their fake heroes. Now it's time for you to join the movement to win back America, to win back truth, win back freedom, win back your health. That's why I'm running for president of the United States. This race is about you. This race is about truth, freedom, health versus power, profit, control. We've had enough. They think we'll fall in line and vote again for their lawyers, celebrities, billionaires and chosen ones from above. We choose our heroes from below, from the rank and file who do what is right at the right time, not when it's convenient and popular. They can never represent us. What America needs is a movement by the working people for the working people who are educated, organized, decentralized and fight for independence from their systems of control. And that movement exists. It's ready for you. We don't need them. We need us to go bottoms up, neighbor to neighbor. My journey, your journey are all the same. It's our time. It's time we had one of us. It's time to win back truth, freedom, health, to win back America, be part of this historic movement all the way to our victory on November 5th, 2024. 
If you're an American citizen, pledge your vote now for Dr. Shivaya Duray, the independent candidate for U.S. president. No matter where you live, you can be a part of this. Volunteer as little as 20 minutes a day. Don't delay. This is Dr. Shivaya Duray, and I approve this message. Paid for by Dr. Shiva for president. All right, everyone. Let's have a uh, fun time here. We have some really cool, by the way, we have some really nice magnets you can get. You can put on your car, okay? You have this, the bumper stickers. We have uh, cards you can get, all right? And these cards are awesome because you can put these cards, um, they're these, uh, oops, here they are. They're cards on the front of it, it has Dr. Shiva on it, okay? And on the back of it, it gives what's going on, okay? That the fact that the elites are killing you, okay? That they are, um, you know, what's going on with the lifespan. So you can give these to people. So what's your weaponry? Get a bumper sticker, put it on the back of your car. Hand out cards and get on the ground. The future is offline. And for God's sake, go to Truth, Freedom, Health or donate and learn the principles. Because without the principles, you're screwed. You will think Every other next false prophet is going to be a savior coming from above. It ain't going to happen. Nothing's coming from above. It's going to come from below. Okay. Jesus Christ was born in a manger. Okay. He, we come, he came from one of us. And that's what this is about. It's time for one of us. It's time to shatter the swarm. Get involved. Be the light. And, um, and wherever you are, get involved. Okay. It's time for action. Action, action, action. Be well.